it's time to draw the line. We were never the same kind. I'm a fool to think that love would make wrongs right. I was blind, now I see the light. The end was written in the signs. All your promises were traps to hold me a time for everything under the skies there's a time to stay a time to keep a time to say goodbye the strength I found each time I looked into your eyes I was looking at myself the way you saw me deep inside it's okay it's alright Everything will turn out fine A time to break, a time to heal A time to give it up I'm okay, I'm alright Love has carried me this far I'll learn to trust that God keeps perfect time So. 我很紧张呢、啊，我真的是很紧张。紧张什么？因为今天来了一位神秘嘉宾，谁
啊，我帮他自己介绍一下好不好？我们刚才有铺红地毯，对，娘娘驾到。嗨，大家好。Oh my god, is this really happening? I have to pitch myself every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 我是陈洁仪，天上。So let's welcome Kit Chan. Wow! Wow! It's happening. So actually, before we started, we were already chatting a lot and eating kue together. Yes. Right. So now we have to repeat everything that we said. Not everything, lah. We save some bits for later. Yeah, for now. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. You don't need to rehash. So what happened? Ah, I have to pinch myself for twenty-seven. Like twenty every twenty-seven minutes, I got to pinch myself for twenty-seven minutes. Come on. Yeah. So what happened? Why? 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 Yeah, or like maybe not entourage is a bit quiet, and that's more for gigs, right? But yeah, no one has a direct report. Usually, it might be my manager or my manager. But it's the first time that I came alone, and I was also late, which is very unprofessional. And I realized that today, because I was told by my by my media person who arranged this, that she said. You have to go and share in a very different way. Mm. Just be yourself. Okay, yes, I'm going to be late because that's, that's the real me. <laughs> so you planned to be late. I didn't plan to be late, but I think I was really relaxed about it. Yes. Mm. And yeah, because normally when I work, I really am very. I really don't get tired. And everything. And then I'm today. You know, I haven't eaten dinner. I'm still hungry. Then everyone is hungry. That's why they were feeding me. They have my coffee, lah, some lah, kue lah. But I, but I think. Yeah, I think that I'm ready to step into this brave new world. Welcome, mm. welcome to our yeah. brave new world. Yeah, I think there's a lot of new, um, new worlds that you're gonna step in. We'll yes. talk about that later, mm-hmm. yes. right? Yes. But you know, like, why of all the podcasts in Singapore, like, why are you on our show? Yeah. Well, first of all, I've listened to your show. Mm-hmm. Do you I've, like it? Yes, I do, <laughs> and it was very different. Uh, I heard. Two episodes. One was just the two of you talking, and mm. it was it was all about like was all very like positive, reaffirming <laughs> things. And the other was an interview with an artist, yeah, Joy, mm. yeah, Joy Chua. Mm. So and plus my my media person speaks very highly of you guys, oh, and also thank you. rap has taken my photos. Before. Yes. So I think sometimes there's no why. It just all kind of flows together. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. more. Actually, my life is very much like that. Uh, sometimes, 可能大家对我的认识比较是呃、uh, you know, through always through something through 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 a medium,、mm. and things always look so well planned, well strategized. But actually,、mm. 如果你问我我自己的生活，我觉得其实很多时候都是很 it's very random, it's very serendipitous. Serendipitous, yeah. yeah.、Mm. Is that your character also? Like you don't overplan things. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so this is the. I don't know what is the right point to to bring it up, but、mm. on my way here, I was thinking about because we we're gonna talk about the second career. Yes,、mm. and I was just thinking,、um, I do plan something the moment it becomes a project.、Mm. So the moment I have this project that lands on my lap, yes, I, I like to plan. I'm very regimented, but otherwise, if I'm just living life or even like my career, I don't really plan it. It it just kind of I only know I want to go in that direction like、mm-hmm. kind of like that way and then、mm-hmm. along the way things happen but every time something drops on my lap then I go into this this mode of、mm-hmm. trying to do the work perfectly、mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm. do you understand what it's I It's almost mean? like yes. there's two kid chants. Different mode, mm. different sides of you. Yeah, but probably there's probably more than two, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's the interesting thing, right? Because we always say, oh, uh, we have the introverted side. Mm-hmm. We have the extroverted side. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's a lot more. Yeah, we're you multifaceted. Know, it, it's yes. a multifaceted, right? Exactly. Range. At different times or when you meet different people, mm. different seasons, a different yes. you comes out. Yeah, and I think that being self-aware is so important. It is. Yeah, because then um, we talked about during our quick quick time, we <laughs> talked about calibration and recalibration. Mm-hmm. So if you, and I think that's the way to live. There's mm. no need to be like living in boxes. But if you live on a spectrum, then you can just tune it according mm. to the seasons, according to the people. Then I think you have so much more fun and like so much more potential and mm-hmm. possibilities. Mm. A lot of freedom. Lo. So you're a very yes. free person. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, it is freedom is very important to me. Or like call it liberty or whatever. I think that is... Yeah, the most important thing to me and from that mm. comes happiness. Are you a rebellious person? If let's say freedom yes. and autonomy is so important to you. I, I am. And mm. I think that when I was a young person, when I was a teenager, I was the kind of rebel that you could see it written all over my face, my mm. appearance. But now, as a mature person, you can't tell because I think that the rebellion is a quiet rebellion. But it's there. It's I think it's always there, and I think I think it gives um, it sometimes gives the appearance of strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, it's true because when you think of Chen Jie you think of Niang Niang. Yes, <laughs> you know, like oh. this this person with a very big aura. Yes, yes. yes. Do yeah. you do you feel that about yourself? Like, how I, do you see yourself? Do you know how we see you? No, tell me. <laughs> well, can you guess? Like, if you were to guess how people describe you, how would people usually describe yeah, you? Yeah, so like the Niang Niang thing, right? Mm. I, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I performed in the Forbidden City. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Played, oh, maybe that's right. I played Tzu Xi Tai Ho like four times. Maybe that was too many times. <laughs> and so it, then so it started, it started as a joke. I think it was during the time when I was playing, uh, doing the musical. Mm-mm-mm. But then after that, it just kind of went on and on. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's become part of the, mm. the persona. Mm. But actually, in uh, behind the scenes, right, yeah. I think you're very cute. Yes. Oh, thank you. Right, like, I would nice use yeah. the word cute to describe you. I think you're very down to earth. That's, <laughs> very. That's the amazing thing. Mm. Uh, people calling me cute, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know what? People who know me very well can say that. Oh. But, but. But I think most people would be like, what? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. scary. Kill Chan. (laughs) I remember once I heard this, it was a a joke, of course, but it's also very telling. Someone said, you know that poster of me in Forbidden City? Yeah, yes, yes. And someone said that they should use use that to scare children. (laughs) If you don't behave... I was sent the hell? to this. The mata will come and leave, but then this is the yeah. forbidden city. The city will come, right? Yeah. No, my 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 um opinion of you is um someone who is uh very confident, very grounded, like big aura, very sure. Yeah, very self assured. Um. Yeah, very grounded and steady. Yes. Well, okay. I think I am grounded and mm. steady, but I wish I didn't come across as being so scary and stern mm. How, however having said that I also realised that having this persona has helped me um, <laughs> escape a lot of unnecessary mm. uh, stuff mm. because it does really uh, keep 
无聊的人 away。嗯哼。And and then I always feel that if you are meant to know me, let me say, if we really work together, you're going to know the real me.、Mm-hmm. But if you're just like someone who's like very kipo, then maybe it's not a bad thing to to you know.、Yeah. It's kind of like having that like. That sign that there's a fierce dog at home when actually there is <laughs> there isn't yeah、mm. yeah but I think it's nice that you know when you like let's say if you really get to know someone right you put down your defenses because、mm. I think there are a lot of us who you know we have a public persona especially for celebrities right、mm. but then in their own real life they still cannot put down that wall like they have、yeah. almost like become so used to having、yeah. that wall up they don't know how to make friends anymore they don't know how to open up. Yeah, I I think I mean I maybe I'm quite qualified to speak about this because after I've been doing this, I've been in the business of being a celebrity for almost thirty years, and I do think that having a clear divide helps.、Mm-hmm. Maybe those people that you were saying, and and I and and I have met them、uh, when they sort of reality and that public it means the public and private selves. If there isn't a clear line, then of course they do kind of get a bit merged and confusing.、Mm. Um, I think at the beginning you have to draw a line, and along the、mm. way, yes, it will merge. But it should merge in a way that that is natural, and it shouldn't confuse you. It should actually empower you. I don't know how to put it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the beginning, because you are very clear, these two, and you can bring them. Otherwise,、mm. it's just muddy.、Mm-hmm. So you need to know know thyself, know yourself.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, self awareness. Yeah, and I、mm. and I really think like you guys said. 呃，那个卸不下身段。Mm. Actually, later when we do go into our topic today, yeah, we yeah in the third hour, we should, <laughs> we should talk、yeah. about that. That this is a 卸下身段 It's very easy for me,、mm. and it shocked some people.、Mm. Yeah, very easy for you, because、mm. you know yourself very well, right? Yeah, because I was always, I was never. Uh, I never bought into this kitchen, yeah, yeah, <laughs> public、uh, image. I never bought into it, so I always knew who I, who I was, who I am, who、mm. I will be,、mm. um, in a very intimate way. Like you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror. I know who that person is. Mm. Mm.、Uh, but the person you see on stage,、um, that is also me. But that is like a hyper me,、mm. um, mm. and it's different. So I think, I think that's important. And and so if you can see that. Then it's very clear, right?、Mm. Who am I now? Because、mm. I think, when we're in that, in that stratosphere of being the artist, yeah, lots of people come and yong hu ni. They take care of you. They make you feel like a queen.、Mm. But you have to know that that's just a role you're playing. That's not really mm. you. Mm. So I'm very happy, and my team knows that. I'm very happy to serve them when I'm when I'm not needed to. To be the queen, because it's just a role. We're all、yes. just playing a role.、Mm. I think some people really they even buy into that role that they play, and they can't. Some people can't totally. They can't get out of it, so they kind of eat their own shit sandwich as well. You no, know?、yeah. something like that. Doesn't Then taste very good. Yeah, right. Doesn't taste very good. <laughs> Now, my question to you is, oh, like this rebellious streak. Like, I keep wanting to explore a bit more. Right, this rebelliousness in you does it stem from the fact that. You are very in tune with your inner voice, like you can really hear it so well. So it's not really rebelling for the sake of rebelling, but it's just really just following your heart. My God, this Dan is something. Wow, <laughs> he's very <laughs> wise. I've never heard anyone say that before, but you are so right. It is right because because you're right. Ever since I was a kid,、mm. that there was a very strong inner voice, and it was louder than anything my mom could say. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
So, you know, I wanted to talk about you being a singer, mm. right? Like, how did singing became a career choice for you? Like, I think that you wanted to do professionally because you were in the top schools, right? You were in RGS, RJC. And then I also read that when you decided to be a singer, your mom actually didn't speak to you for three days. She right. said some nasty things. So too. she didn't want that for you, right? No, because... And I get it. Because at that time, that was in the early 90s. Mm. It was really like she thought I was going to starve. And then she thought, what a pity. You could have been... Mm. You could have mixed something of yourself. Why do you choose? And also, I come from a rather traditional family. Mm. So they do think that being a gersing is very improper. Mm. And she was worried that I would go astray and I don't blame her because I was a very rebellious teenager. So she thought, oh no, worse. Now she's like, you know, it's going to be worse. But three years after I became a singer, then she started becoming very supportive. Then one day I asked her, oh. I, said, I said, why are you being so nice to me? I what said, changed? Yeah, so I asked her, is it because I'm famous now? Mm -mm -mm. My mom said, no. Mm. My mom says, because I've never seen you so serious in anything. Oh, mm. It brought out the best sides of you. Yeah. And actually mm. I became very why? Mm. I became much more quiet than, than before mm. because I really cared about what I did. Yeah. So I always thought if I weren't a singer, I think I would be very unhealthy. I'll probably go into all that smoking and drinking stuff. But because I cared a lot about my voice, mm -hmm. so I would, I would do anything to, to make sure I'm healthy. And, and yeah, so that was amazing. And then I, I became, in fact, when I'm uh, doing performances, mm. let's say concerts or musicals, I, I live like a nun. Mm. I mean, you're very strict with yourself. Don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And way before wearing a mask was a thing. You were already was wearing mask. Thing. When oh. I, if I'm doing a show, I, I would be so scared of getting sick. I would wear a mask, and of course, people stared at me. Mm. But you know, but that was my commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a devotion, right? Yeah. So before, but before that, were you singing in schools already, like yes, in I choir would. or whatever? Actually, all my sisters can sing very well, <gasps> so it runs in the family. Oh, your so, mom, like your mom can sing, or not? That's the thing. My parents never really sung, mm. but I think my mom. Yeah, because I've heard her sing, it sounds good. Mm. Not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so all four of us sisters, we all sang in the school choir. Lovely. And when we were kids, we would play. You know, back then you didn't have computer games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we would play singing. Wow. Like, play singing. Yeah, mm. so we would just like... Um, we pretend that the bed is a stage. So there'll be the singer <laughs> so standing on the stage and uh -huh. then there's an MC. Uh -huh. And then the other person would we used to use the torch lights and you put yeah. the cellophane paper over it, like a blue one or oh. a red one, and then you do the lights. Home concerts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> for me, it was very different. For me, I was I go and steal my Amma's tie, you know, I go and ransack the fridge, then take out the vegetable, then I chop, 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 you know, then I pretend to cook. Oh, and then you grow up and you can't cook. I can't cook now. All. So just now I pie the kuih, right? I was like very scared. Like, is this how you plate the kuihs? <laughs> it was good. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. But how do you become a singer? Hmm. You know, at that time, right? Um, like, do you go for... Oh, it's... Uh, are we really going to tell that story? It's so boring. Yes. It's boring. It's so long. Mm. Some of Short us... Summarize. Yeah, summary, summary. Because summary. I'm generally really intrigued. Like, how? Okay. Summary. Mm. Okay, summary. I'll try. Um, so I took part in a songwriting competition. We sang our own songs and it was an inter-college mm. thing. But that really set me on the road because after that, um, one of the judges said, hey, you can sing. Like, do you want to sing in a studio? And at that time, so I started doing like jingle recordings. Commercials, right? Yeah, commercials. I remember that one was so good. And that was, and that was good money. Like, the knife and one, right? 
I did that. I did a lot. It's so good. The I knife and one is so good. Can I can't we find remember. it somewhere? I, I can't find play. it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's and a earworm. I also did Singapore Airlines. I did yeah, Tiger your voice was everywhere. Oh. I did a lot, and that was in school. Mm. And then I was like, hey, this is good. And like for a young person, it was like definitely much better money than working at McDonald's. Mm. $3 per hour. And also I really enjoyed singing, right? Mm. So I think that got me thinking I could do this for a living. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, don't forget I've been in school choirs and, and musicals since I was in sec one. So mm. I love the stage. I always did. Mm. Uh, but now it became a possibility that, that I could do this for a living. And then I think uh, I also have to thank JC because I hated it so much. <laughs> mm. I hated it. I always said that it pushed me into the abyss. Mm. Of, what, what do you hate about it? Oh, so I came from a girls' school, right? Like yeah. From primary school to, to secondary school. And when I went to JC, I didn't like having boys. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. I mean, I was... I was quite naughty. Like I would like boys outside of the school, but I don't like them coming into my school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so strange. Okay. Don't come into my turf. Yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. annoying, right? And it kind of, because I, you know, I really am into that female bonding mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And I oh. think that having boys does dilute that. Mm-hmm. Like the girls get distracted. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, Priority so, shift. Yeah, then I didn't like that very much. And plus I also hated like the whole... I kind of like the classroom situation. I didn't like the lecture situation. Uh, mm. The format yeah, is so I, different. I, I didn't feel engaged. Mm. And then I always tell class. Always tell, you know, tell class. Yes, yes. Skip school. Skip school, yeah. yes. I would skip classes and I would uh, hide behind the um, auditorium with a couple of boys who are now actually very famous poets in Singapore. Mm. And we used to write poetry together. But mm. I'm not the famous poet. They are. Mm-mm-mm. So we would do that. And then I decided uh, near end of year two, that I was going to be a professional performer. Like I just decided. And I told my friends. And my friends were like, wake up la kid. Mm. So I had this friend who always said, when are you going to wake up? And then I told my mom, I said, I want to go to a performing arts school. Mm. And my mom said, there's no such school in Singapore. If you want me to send you overseas, you can forget it. Mm. Then I said, you mean if I can find a school in Singapore, I can go? Yeah. Then my mom said, yeah, because she said it's still school. Mm. So then I, you found it. <laughs> so there wasn't at that oh, point. Okay. Right? Then, no, there really was There was no, no LaSalle, right, so, at the yeah, time. Yeah, so there was no school until one day, I think it was around October uh-huh. of my year two, I opened the papers and it was a full page ad that LaSalle School of Drama was open. <gasps> it's oh calling God. out at you. This is crazy. Then I showed my mom. Mm. Then she was like... <sighs> you know, like, she had to do it. She had to do it, yeah. yes. So... I mean, and then yeah, she was like, okay, I have to. Because she knew I was very rebellious and I would hate her. Mm. So I went to, to La Salle. So, and so you, really, she couldn't control you. Like, you would have done it anyway. Well, I didn't have the money to do it. But, but so in the end, I did ask her. I said, how come you... My mom said, if I... She said, I know you. If you grow up and you're unhappy, you're going to blame me for the rest of your life. <laughs> mm. my, mom, yeah. my mom is a very wise yeah. woman. She knew her daughter's temperament. Mm. Yeah. So you joined LaSalle. I joined LaSalle. And then, so remember that the judge that I was still working for the company, the company was Ocean Butterflies. Mm. But at that time, they didn't Hi really dear. have artists. Hi dear. Yeah. Mm. So then what I didn't realize was that they were observing me the whole time. Oh. And they were thinking, is this the girl we are going to bet everything on? Oh my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. History then, in the making. And then later on, they started to ask me, yeah, they, you know, then Billy Cole, Shi Huan Liang. Yeah, yeah. 
he would always talk to me and mm. I think he was really trying to know me as mm. a person. Mm. And then when I was in La Salle, year one, he said, have you ever been to Taiwan? I said, no. And then he said, do you want to go for a holiday? I'm like, really? <laughs> then he said, yeah, we'll pay for it. I was like, wow. So I told my mom and then he met my mom. Somehow, I don't know why my mom allowed me to go. I think because Huan Liang has a very like nice face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's very good at- <laughs> Trustworthy. He's like, very good at talking <laughs> yeah. and this uh-huh. and that. This man is not going to yeah. kidnap my daughter. Yeah, so basically <laughs> he told my mom, uh, So I went for a two-week holiday sponsored by mm. Haidee uh, during my school holidays. Uh-huh. And Huan Liang said- I need to find out whether you can live in Taipei. So I said, yeah, I can. I, I, I could, you know. So he said, okay. He said, uh, we're thinking of signing you as an artist, but, but you must go and live in Taipei. I said, yeah, I've been wanting to run away from home for the longest time. It was an immediate yes for you, resounding yes. I just wanted to run away from home. Anywhere, I would go So anywhere. you never finished your school? Yeah, so in I Singapore? didn't. I did not. So oh. I dropped out of La Salle. Second year La Salle, you dropped out. Yes. Then you went to Taiwan. Yeah. And then oh. the rest is history. That's right. The rest is history. Wow. And, yeah. I love this story. It's not boring, kid. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's the genesis. It's the beginning. Yeah. And it's also like, everything is meant to be. It is meant you to know, be. You know, the advertisement came out. I'm having the time. goosebumps now. Like, and then yeah. Billy Cole asked you to go at that time. And observing okay. you quietly. Yeah. Right. I love that story. Crazy. And then here we are now. How many years has it been? It's 28, I think. 28, 28 years. 28 years. Since, since, since I was born in so the first album took two years to make. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, I want to show her. Is it, is it? I have a lot of singing here. <laughs> he has he has something to show you. Apparently, right? This CD is so rare you don't even have a copy. Speak at the mic. <laughs> I know, I know which one you're talking about. Yes, that wow. is the real. Because there are only 1,000 copies because this was a mistake. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? The print thing? There's another yes, colour. Because it was supposed to be black and white. Yes. And then this ah. yellow was a mistake but they sold it anyway. Yes. And now you know all those mistakes got typo one whatever is the rarest. So if you sell this online you can this is very coveted. a lot of money. Yeah, this is very coveted. Yeah, I think so. I think oh. even the black and white. Somebody once came to me at a Qian Hui and told me that she bought it online. But okay, so you know what? I didn't have a copy but... But... Now you have a copy. I don't have the yellow one. You have the white one. Now she wants it. You have to give no, it no. to her. And you know how I got the black and white one? <laughs> how? Even that was illegally procured. By how sell like illegally procured the Because I was so so They dude. never keep for you. No, man. I was very dude. I you know when you first Can started. I yeah. I, I, I think I have the cassette tape. Aww. And then I don't know why I don't have the CD. So one day, during my last years in Haiti, one day I walked past the library. Oh. And, and just you stole a coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> so funny, so scandalous. Oh my god, this kid. So this oh my one, god, this one can keep in the podcast. Can, can. Okay. Yeah. What are they gonna do? To me? Hey, so it's but very don't fine. Don't look like you, leh. Yes, it does. It it's does. It does. Angle. Also, look like my GP like, tutor. <laughs> in my school, my GP it tutor does, looks like Chen Xiaoyi. It does look really. But I just say I look really old. This album is amazing, and now I got another <gasps> story to tell you. Since we're on the music now, yes. Okay. So, you know, I've been pinching myself every 27 minutes ever since I knew that Confirm plus Chop are <laughs> coming on the show, right? So I was like, I want to find a for her to But because all my stuff are in storage, 
I only have a few boxes here. So I just told myself, okay, I'm just going to randomly open a box mm. and hope that there is a Kit Chan album somewhere. And I know it's not possible one. Lah. It's probably very obscure. But guess what? That day, the moment I'm having goosebumps again, I opened a random box. The first CD I saw was this. Wow. meant to be. Mm. My, third, my third album. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is my If you count this, then that's the fourth yeah. album. Yeah. This is, I really like this one. Mm. Actually, I have a lot of your CDs, but oh, they're all in storage. Yeah, so wait, please let me Oh, yeah. <laughs> my honor. Yeah. Do you believe in synchronicity? Of course I do. Right? I do. That- and... That's why everything we do has its consequences. Yeah. And, mm. and I think I've read some of your um, interviews where you mention about some big events in your life and stuff. And I, it seems that the theme that you subscribe to and the philosophy is that everything is in perfect timing. Even if it's bad, even if it's yeah. good, it doesn't matter. It's in yes. perfect timing, right? Yes, I, I truly believe So that. you really just flow. Yeah. So my, my last album is called A Time for Everything. Mm. And that mm. really sums up all these years. Is, is that something that you had to practice this philosophy or it comes naturally to you? You're just made this way. I think that we live our lives the way we know how, right? But, mm. but it was more like a realisation. So one day when I realised that there's a time for everything, it's a realisation. When was it's not, this? It's not a philosophy or practice. I think it was about maybe five, six years ago. Mm. Not that not that long ago, right? No, Quite recent, to yeah. Realize it, no. But then mm. when you look back, then you realize that yeah, everything flows. And but what helps is that after you realize it and you sort of adopt that as your philosophy in life is that you have a lot more peace. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> no matter what happens, you're like, oh, but acceptance you just meant go to be. With it. Yeah. Yes. What are you mm. gonna do? Life is so long. It can't be every day. La, 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 yeah. La, la, that's la. not what happiness is, right? No. Mm. No. That's boredom. Yes. Actually, mm. yeah, sorry. No, I was gonna say like, happiness. It's about how we deal with unhappiness and obstacles and the bad stuff in our life. And when we redefine the relationship with that, that's when we have real inner peace. Yes, Mm. yes. Yeah. No, I wanted to say, because I was reading the lyrics of this song. You Mm. wrote it, right? Mm. A Time for Everything. And I love it. And I think that it's very inspiring for, I think for younger people, especially, to know that there's a time for everything. Because we are always so like, Ah, you know, I want this thing to happen. Immediately, instant gratification. Correct. Or like, Mm. why my life is this way, Mm -hmm. you know? But then I think when you come to this realisation, like you said, the peace Mm. really helps Mm. because then you accept a lot of life Mm. and you know that you just need to flow with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and I Mm. think it's only natural that when you're a young person, you don't realise that. Like, I only realised it after I turned 40. Mm. Mm. So I think it is also... uh, Part Perfect of life, yeah, yeah, that you only realize it later. You just need to get through enough shit. Mm. You have to have enough ups and downs, highs and lows mm. to fully appreciate the spectrum again. We yes, talk about the human spectrum. spectrum. Yes, so you it's need a to range. experience all the bell shells, right? <laughs> bell shit. Bell shell. Bell shell. Bell shill. Bell shill. It's our new word for bullshit. Yeah, because I was texting. <laughs> I was texting Dan and Rap, and I wanted to say bullshit. And the uh, autocorrect said bell shill. <laughs> which sounds so pretty. Pretty, yeah. So Love so it. elegant, yeah. right? Oh my goodness. This is the title of our episode. Bell, bell shill. Yeah, that'd be like me. Like, 
好听吗？很好听，很好听，就像这里汤出很好喝，那应该怎么样呀？好听就要去 join Lito Academy， 才可以听到更多，学到更多。哦，像这个 Lito Academy 要怎么去 join 呢、啊？去哪里呀、啊？你要去我们的 website， 嗯嗯，啊、uh, ，Lito dot Academy， 嗯，去 Lito dot Academy join the wait list 呀。OK， see you inside， 再见哦，嗯 ，bye。Okay, this is something that I really want to dig into mm-hmm. uh, before we get too carried away because this is really the main thing I want、yeah. to explore, which is your second career. Yeah,、mm. this big transition from mega superstar to an OL, you know, office lady. How did that happen? Yes, I、yeah. think we all know that you went to do this thing, but、yeah. we don't know the details. Yeah, and I don't always get to tell it. And then later you came back. So like,、mm. what's that whole transition like for you? What did、okay. it mean for you? Okay, so here is where you can segue into the next part of the interview called burnout.、Mm. <laughs> we love burnout. We, we love, burnouts love talking、here. about burnout. Yes, we、yeah. love. We celebrate burnouts here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah,、mm-hmm. because it's always a chance for you to rise out、yes. of the ashes like a phoenix that、yes. you are. Yes, correct. Yes, you really you do have to crash and burn in、mm-hmm. order to to reinvent. Agree, Work, agree. Yeah.、Mm. So I think, and we of course we're at the right age to talk about burnouts,、mm. but I I also realize that it's. Burnout seems to happen earlier and earlier now for、mm-hmm, people,、mm-hmm. so maybe it's just too much too soon.、Mm. So for me, my burnout, I think it started some time ago because you know you can like tahan、mm-hmm. for a while,、mm-hmm. but I really let it go and kind of like realize I have it in two thousand four. So I went out in two thousand four. Wow. That I also fell for a long time. I just remember, like for the, I think it was from that album, you know, from the Shangxin. Shangxin onwards. Yeah. I started to. Um, you did one album about, a year, or sometimes even sometimes, two albums a year、exactly. with the Cantonese one, right? I saw、That's、your discography、right. yeah. and I was like crazy.、Yeah. Every year, one new album or、yeah. two.、Wow. So I think I started to realize I kept wanting to quit. Like there's always this fantasy I'm going to quit,、mm. I'm going to quit. But I'm, like, I'm so young.、Mm. Why am I quitting? But and then one day intensified to the point where like you just have to do it. And it wasn't just that. Okay, so there were a few things. So on the one hand, my work was just too intense、mm. and,、uh, and too intense. On the other hand. As I got older, so by the time in two thousand four, I was thirty-two. I think thirty-two.、Mm. Mm. I started to realize because I dropped out of school to become a singer, and I was blessed or cursed, <laughs> either way you look at it, to have early success.、Mm. So I immediately was cocooned. I mean, I was like in this golden cage,、mm. which was for my benefit, I suppose, as、uh, for the artist, but not for the person.、Mm-mm. So basically, I was a dysfunctional adult.、Mm. So. At thirty, I didn't really know what was happening in the real world because I never worked in the real world,、mm. and I kept all my close friends from school, and so、mm. we would always meet up. And as we got older, you know, they would talk about their work, and then I realized that I was、um, after a while they were rather dismissive of me because I would give stupid suggestions. For example, they would、mm. they would talk about work, and I'd be like. Go and tell your boss to stop it. <laughs> oh, and then, okay. And then, and then I'm like, I just tell your colleague. I'm like, what? I'm like, why? Why do you have to take this? And they're like, you don't understand, Diva. Oh, so、mm. they feel that、like、you're very disconnected with their lives.、Yes. Yeah. So after a while, I was like, am I really? I say, you, you can't. They're like, you don't understand. I say, I say, I really, really don't, don't understand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you know, like my boss is my record label or my producer, and and they do listen <laughs> to what、mm. I say.、Mm. So, so after a while, I was like,、oh, maybe there's something wrong with me. And I also realized that I was becoming aware that while I was gaining more and more confidence on stage, I had less and less confidence as a person in in, in real life. 
Mm. It's like this inversely proportional thing. Right. Like how so? Um, so for example, you really, I mean, that means like, you would think, okay, if you are like early 20s, you can still say, oh, you're very green. But mm. when you're 30, you should have the maturity of a woman. But I realized, and I saw that in my interviews, I saw that mm. in, in my stage performances, but uh, in real life, like, I mm. couldn't go anywhere without somebody to accompany me. Like, mm. why is that? Is that I cannot talk or what? Yeah, literally, mm -hmm. I couldn't talk to strangers. Was, was that like because your record label asked you not to talk to people? Okay, or? So, so there are a few things. Right? So first, I am a natural introvert. Mm. When I was a kid, I, had, I was extremely shy. So that's one. So I'm not shy like one-on-one, -on -one, but in a... Big very, groups. Yeah, I'm, I, I become very quiet. Mm. So that was my nature. And then nurture was mm. made it worse because, yeah, as an artist and working at the kind of pace, mm -hmm. I was constantly with a lot of people that I didn't know. Yeah. So the company would tell you, don't talk to anyone, just talk to your team. And anyone talks to you, just tell them to talk to your, mm -hmm. your people. Oh, yeah. so strange though. No, it's not strange. No, huh? it, would, it makes perfect sense in that situation. Right. Mm. In that situation. And I would still advise that. I've seen some artists when they try to deal with everything themselves, it can get really messy and also mm -hmm. you can't focus. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, so you just stay targeted. Yeah, you just stay, stay focused, focused on being a, a which celebrity. Is, which is good. Well, you see, that's the thing. It's not about being a celebrity. You stay focused on your work. Mm. Right. Because very on often, your art. Very often you're performing, you're doing an interview. It all requires focus, but not if you're like, hala, zupian, hala, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember at the beginning we talked about, which is why it's important to draw a line. Mm. Because when you're working, you need to be isolated for your own good. Right. But then you, but as a human, you shouldn't be. Mm. So, but I think that you have to actively cultivate these two lives. Mm. Yeah. What I realized was I just couldn't do anything on my own, and that really bothered me. And I said, oh, I better do something. And then this fear just got bigger and bigger. And then I think when I pass 30, I'm like, come on, this is not this is not good for me. So I started having this dream about going out and working in the real world. Mm. But I didn't know what to do, right? Like, what am yeah. I going to do? Mm. So one day, my contract was going to end anyway in 2004. Mm. Like, yeah. And then I would have to start a new contract. And I thought this is a good time to stop. Mm. Like, no, the S and I already negotiated a few contracts. Mm. So it, I didn't break it. So I just said, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to end it. Then my company said, what are you going to do? I'm like, yeah, I think I'll go back to school and mm. see how. Mm -hmm. But whatever it is, I think sometimes you like, you know, what, right, what you were telling me mm. about podcasting, mm. that you cannot think too long, just do it. So yeah. I thought if I never stop, I'm never going to start. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So I have to stop. Yeah. So I stopped. And then I went back to school. So I went back to last. That was the rebellious you again. Yeah, I guess right? so. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of people were very worried for me. Mm -hmm. And then I started to see the irony. Because at the beginning, I remember in RJC, my friends were worried that I was going to be a singer. And they keep saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Wake up, kid. And then now the people are going, what are you going to do? Gonna do? What are you going to do? You are a star. You can't go out there. Oh You're going to drown. Yeah, you're not going to survive in yeah, the real so it's world. Like, hey, it's the same thing, just in reverse. Yeah. Right. So it's like the box that you were talking about, right? We like to live in the box. Yeah, we're so very scared. Every time you want to get out of that well-structured box, mm. it's going to make people panic yes. and worry. Because they're projecting their fears so on you. Mm. Yeah, and they, they, love, they love you. They want to protect yes. you, right? Yes, yeah. they were not mean or anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they really like, they were worried. Yeah. And maybe you're like, what box? <laughs> There's no box around me. But I was there? Was there a box or not? I saw a cage. 
So it wasn't a box because I can see what's outside. Right. I couldn't get out. Right. So yeah. So I I, I yeah I likened it to a golden cage. It was but, a but, nice cage. But having mm. having to step out of a golden cage into the unknown, mm. right? It's just expensive world out there right now yeah. with no boundaries, right? Yeah. It's scary too. It is scary, Were you scared? but it's. It is scary. But, but it's scarier really to stay in the golden cage for you, was exactly. it? Okay, let's put it this way. Remember that really famous book called Who Moved to My Cheese? Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's the same idea. So if you're in this cave and mm. you can see that the cheese is ending, <laughs> you know that in about five years or maybe three, you're going to starve. Because mm-hmm. I was going, I couldn't do it anymore, seriously. Mm. I, at that point, I felt if I go on singing, I would hate singing. Mm. I wasn't I think in the last few years which is why if you look back at my discography mm. <laughs> uh, my last three albums were totally not my hit kind of songs it was I did electronica mm. totally I knew it wasn't going to sell but if I don't do something different I was going to go mad mm. so I know that I would die anyway in that cage so yep. you, you might as well go out you might survive you might thrive you might die but you're going to die anyway in there mm. That was my attitude. Then how was it when you eventually went out into the real world? So I went out. Mm. And the first thing I did actually before anything else, I went on a tour, a very long tour to different European countries. Oh, so and nice. To, you know, on my own. Right. Solo, solo traveling. Uh, Trip. Well, not quite backpacking. Uh, I had glamping? a suitcase. <laughs> I had a suitcase and I stayed in hotel. Business but, class. But I was alone. Okay. Yeah. I was alone. And I still remember my PA then. I was so funny. <laughs> so she sent me to the airport. And I felt like I was a kindergarten kid. She kept saying, Hey, you're uh, And like, how old were you? 30. 30 something. 30 something. Yeah, I remember okay. as I walked into the thing then, I turned around so and she, she kept yeah. waving at me and she stood there for a very long time. Oh, <laughs> so cute. She was worried yeah. for your safety, right? Yeah, because I didn't, I've never gone on a trip alone. So how were you feeling back then? Was it like scare-sighted, like scared and excited? Yeah, scare-sighted. It's a good word. Yeah, scare-sighted. Yeah, and I remember the first place I went to was Rome. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first week, it was so weird to eat alone outside. <laughs> I just couldn't. And then I would always bring a book or bring like, but, you know, something to listen to. Mm. But after that one week, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do this. And by the time my next stop, I was in Paris, I was able to just sit You relaxed into it. Mm. Yeah. It was great. Lovely, right? The introvert in you must lap it up. It was so great. So, yeah. great. so yeah. nourishing. Yeah. So after that, then I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went back to school because I thought, you know, there's still that practical side. I know that if I want to go and get a job, before I even think about what job, I better have a piece of paper. <laughs> because while some people try mm. to give me like smart advice, like, but you're a kid chan. People will hire you. I'm like, what nonsense. I don't think so. And secondly, I don't want to be hired because I'm kid chan. Mm. Mm. You want to earn your stripes, right? Yeah. So mm. anyway, so I just went and got a degree. And then it was serendipitous. Okay, so how? Okay, so... Then I went out there and I didn't know what to do. Mm. So, and this is my strategy. And I would give this as a life advice. <laughs> Come, <laughs> whenever, let's hear you. Whenever you don't know how to start, just think about what you like and be near the sources of things you like. What lights you up? Yeah, ah. so like just by being near, yeah. something will happen. So what yes. I did at I that time, it. I'm like, mm. okay, so what do I want to do if I have to go and work? I say, what am I interested in? I thought, mm. I'm interested in Singapore. 
Mm. I told myself, in the anything that's good for Singapore, I'm interested. That, that's mm. the patriot in here. So when you see me sing home, <laughs> it's real. During NDP, it's and you, you see that glow yes. in my face is real. Yes. So, so I say, so where do I go? And then I realized that there were these free talks every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m., which is an ungodly hour, at the Institute of Southeast Asian Stu- mm-hmm. Studies. Mm-hmm. So I started going there. Mm-hmm. Every what were the talks about? All kinds of stuff. Like, could be some kind of foreign policy, could be agriculture, women's rights, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just went. I just thought, no, mind, just, you know, yeah. just get some input. Mm. And after a while... You see the same people there. So they are, yeah. they, there will be the media types, there will be the policy types, mm. think tanks, mm. PR companies. Mm. So after a while, someone noticed and then the person spoke to me and said, um, are you the singer? I'm like, yeah. Wait, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> then I started to tell this person, I said, oh, I said, I want to do something different. And I started confiding in him wow. about like, then he said, hmm, interesting. We just talked. So from that place, I discovered that there was this some think tank thing and I attended it. I was very brave. I really, I make myself. Because I, I went to this, this think tank seminar and I met the same guy. Wow. So this time he said, you want to mm. have coffee? I'm like, okay. Then he asked me, he said, um, so have, you still don't know what you're going to do? I'm like, no. And then he said, what do you think of PR? Then I remember I rolled my eyes. I rolled Why? My eyes. Why? Then, Why? What wait, did you do? And then he <laughs> saw me rolling my eyes. Too <laughs> real. Quack, quack. <laughs> oh my God. And then he said, Why? Do you have something against PR? Uh-huh. I'm like, Yeah. I said, I got away from showbiz. I don't want to go and go to some cocktail parties and clink champagne glasses. Mm. Then he looks very amused and he said, Is that what you think PR is? <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's what, you know, when I go to those fashion launches, uh-huh. all these PR people are there. Mm. And he said, oh, yes, those are events. He said, mm-hmm. events are just one of the tools of PR. Correct. He said, but real PR is not like that. The PR at the highest level mm. said, it's about the changing of minds and perceptions. Oh. And I lit up. Lit up. I lit up. And I said, really? And he said, Yes, I'm in PR. And I, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to roll my <laughs> eyes at your, at your job. They say, oh, don't worry. He said, it's, it's okay. See, a lot of people don't, don't know that. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So then I said, yeah, I'm interested. Tell me more. So he started telling me. And this guy works at Hill & Norton, one mm-hmm. of the top PR consultancies yes. in the world. Yes. Mm. Then I was like really interested. And he told me that what he did, all the different kinds of PR. And he said he works a lot with government agencies and mm. it's about like explaining policies to people. And then I thought, that's interesting. And then he said, do you want to meet my CEO? <laughs> and I said, eh, no, no, no. Because I got scared, right? I'm uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like, sounds serious. Yes. And I said, no, no, no. He said, why? I said, um, you know, because I may, I don't know what I want to do and I don't want to be. They said, no, 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 just make a friend. I said, okay, okay, okay. So I decided to meet the CEO and we got along really well. I really liked this man. Mm. And, and he liked me too. And, then, and he was very honest and he said, then he asked me during lunch, he said, uh, can I ask you something? Uh, why, why everybody wants to be a star? Mm. And you are like a star in your and act. Really, when I left, I was at the peak of my career. Mm. Yeah. And, and he said, how come you, you want to like become a commoner? Then I told him like how I needed that and all that. Then he told me, he said, I really feel you. Mm. And I feel that, I sense that you're sincere. He said, but mm. honestly, I don't 
think I have a position for you in my company. Oh, and okay. then he said, but never mind, let's keep in touch. I okay. said, yeah, you never okay. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, he called me. Mm. And then he said, you know, I don't know what this means. He, he said, he's a very different kind of guy. Uh, we're still very good friends today. He said, I've been in PR like for, I don't know how long, like 15 years or something. And he said, I've never had a music project. <gasps> Two oh. weeks after I meet Kit Chan, a music project knocks on my door. Oh. Wow. So anyway. Synchronicity yeah, so again. Just to make it short. So because of the music project, we work together. And then, okay, and here's another advice i think for people who are looking to change careers or something you cannot be too calculative and mm. i think when there's an opportunity you just go for it so mm. i remember he was worried about how much he should pay me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it was only a pitch mm-hmm. so i told him i said don't worry about it you know what i'm gonna work for free i said let mm. me work for free because i, I want to learn yeah. and i want you to teach me then i said if we we win this then we talk Oh my goodness. I love that mm. spirit. Mm. Yeah. So then he it's was awesome. like, okay, at least he doesn't have to worry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we did it and we won it. Okay. Wow, that's then, exciting. But then more importantly, whether we won it or not, I think by that time, we had some kind of rapport. Mm. Mm. So so he hired me. And when he hired me, of course, he also said, I don't want to insult you. I don't know how much money you made before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was but worrying a, a major lot. concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I told him, look, I don't think you can pay me like what I used to make. I said, yeah. let's get real. And I'm not in here to make money. I'm in here to, I'm glad you gave me this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, mm. I tell you what, why don't you just be fair? How much would you pay someone anyway? Uh-huh. And just give me that. Right. And I, then I had to put in this wise guy thing, but don't let me find out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No lowballing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, then we're cool. Oh, so, I love that. I love that. It works for both ends, you yeah. see? Both mm-hmm. parties. Yeah. So that really changed my life. Did you learn and grow a lot during that stint? <laughs> was, was it what you expected? I Oh, that's a lot of questions. So first, first of all, the first six months, yeah. I literally felt my brain growing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I felt my brain growing. Like, yes! Is it like finally you get to... It was... No, it was quite suffering. First of all, uh, uh, I had sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Because I was still used to sleeping at 2.30 and by the wake up at 7. Mm. Okay. And it went on for months. I always was having headaches. Mm. And, but finally, I got used to it. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's just the physical aspects. Mm. But there are so many things. How about like colleagues, you know? Like relating to Yeah, them like adjusting and, to real people in the workplace. And then you have to go and eat lunch and chop yeah. table. Yeah, and people, have having, people have <laughs> opinions about you. I have so many stories. We're throwing, we're throwing all the <laughs> yeah, questions. I tell you already, I've got so many questions <laughs> for her. Oh my God. Okay, so first of all, mm. okay, tell you a few funny stories. I remember. <laughs> so the first time when I went into the office of Hill and Norton. Uh-huh. So they have this front end with a conference room uh-huh. and the receptionist and it's all very nice. Mm-hmm. Then you open the door. You open the door into the back end. Uh-huh. I walked in and Battlefield. I was like, no, I was like, ah, the lighting is very garish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I remember. So after my but and it was open seating. It's uh-huh. an American company. Correct. Only the CEO and the MD has their own room. The, everybody's out there. But mm-hmm. he was very nice. He got me a corner mm-hmm. with like a window. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, no, I, I know that when I go in, I have to take everything. Then I remember after that, then he asked me, so what do you think? Then I just said, um, I think the lighting can be better. 
娘娘驾到。Let me get better already. Oh my god! And then he rolled the eyes. But you know, by then we had this trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know I can be honest, and mm-hmm. I know that. Were you kidding or you? No, I meant it. But I'm not asking you. That. I told I'm you not asking I, you to change. I'm not asking you to change it. You asking me what I think. I'm telling yeah. you, the light is very garish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, "Oh my god, it's not the stage," you know. He said, "I know, I know." I said, "But I'm just saying, we had." Softer likes, maybe everyone would be less stressed. But I'm just oh, saying. Okay. Right? Mm. So then I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. So then I went to work, and my biggest concern was lunch hour because mm. ah. I that was really a problem. So the first month, I brought my own lunch for mm. one whole month. And my colleagues were very sweet. So at the beginning, no one knew what to do with me. Mm. After a while, you mean they don't dare ask you out for lunch? Yeah, no. And then they felt very sorry. For yeah. They always see me. Ayo. Uh, bringing my <laughs> lunch, and after a while, mm. they're like. Why you don't go and eat? I'm like, um. Then they say, is it you're worried? Like I said, hey, join us, lah. So yeah. So I started to go out with some of them, but even then, I think again, this is the. It's not the, the 明星 afraid of. Uh, it's very hot or what? But it's more like I am an introvert. So even oh. it's so during lunch hour, it's just too much. I feel very stressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the crowd? Yeah. Mm, so okay. even as a normal person, even if I'm if if I'm a tourist or what, yeah. so I would either go out very early or very late for mm-hmm. lunch, or I would tapao, okay, or, like, okay. or like some of the young ones would tapao. Mm, yeah, okay. But normally in the office, like that's how you bond with your colleagues, right? Eh? Yeah, you go for lunch, over lunch time together. Yes. Otherwise, you 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 won't be able to you know like get into the circle. But work also can bond, right? mm. isn't Is it? it? I don't know. No, so you I see, mean, not that we have worked in an office. I have, I have. <laughs> barely, barely. No, so again, so I think this is against the rebel, right? I think mm. that even if I were a normal office person, mm. I'm not the kind who will always go out and mm. have clicks. You I'm still like, do you, la, yeah, your style. Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. And, and have I, some me time. La. Yeah, and then I have one story. I have a couple of stories for you. I just highlights, mm. anecdotal stuff that, that illustrates to you. And mm. of course, they were... They made me realize. So, um, so I really tried to be normal, and I realized that when you when you really act normal, people will treat you normal. Mm-hmm. So after a while, I was quite comfortable, and I thought I thought nobody noticed me, right? Like I'll just go around. And then one day, so I remember I was at my desk, and then one colleague came in, and and then she came specifically to look for me, and then she and she looked under my desk. Mm-hmm. She said, "Hmm, hey, really, then I was like, what? I said, what? And then she told me, yeah, I was in the lift just now. And some people who are in the lift, not our colleagues, uh-huh. were commenting that Kitchan wore blue stockings today. Oh. People who were like in the same building. Yeah, right. yeah. So you're very visible, so, actually. So then she overheard and she was very curious and she came to look. And then she told me, she said, oh, I really feel sorry for you. It's true that everyone is looking at you. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Then actually, I was like, what? Yeah. Then she's like, yeah. Then I was like, mm. oh, okay. Then I told her, now you know. She's like, yeah, now I know. <laughs> mm. I think so, cannot be helped, man. I think so it's going to be one. like, yeah. So that's one of the things that I remember as a young artist, my PR told me, she said, you're in the light and people are in the mm-hmm. shadows and they can see you, but you think no one's looking at you. Mm-hmm. So that's one. There were quite a few. <laughs> um, oh, here's one. I remember once I had a meeting with, and it was just me and my CEO and and then another person who's more senior than me and the clients. Mm. Okay, and then of course we have these young executives who will like bring you coffee or whatever. And then we're having a meeting, but there was no young executive. It's just us. So I so I started serving coffee and everything. And then my CEO kept looking at me. He kept looking at me with these like eyes. Why are you doing like, this? Like what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> and then but anyway, then after the meeting, he told she told me. 
you don't need to do that. You ask one of the young ones to come and mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. Then I said, I'm not. I said, I don't see the need to go all the way. Yeah, to when the you back. can do it. And then I say, I don't do you do, is it? Oh. Then I said, cannot be you, right? You're the boss. Mm. Then then he looked he looked impressed. Mm. But but basically what I wanted to say is we talked about it's very easy for me because it's mm. a role mm-hmm. we're playing. Yeah. And and he's a super nice guy, my CEO. If I went yeah. out with him for dinner, he would be the gentleman, he would be pouring mm-hmm. stuff. But I said, in here, it's clear that I have the most junior. Right. Role. And so it's not it's, beneath you, and right? It's very it's natural right. for me to do it. I said, right. I have no problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you were in corporate world, did you feel like people weren't convinced that you can do this and they didn't buy into this? They were like, what is Kitchan doing here? Why is she doing being so, this? So this is the thing, right? So I always feel that if you are going to, if you are going to step out of a comfort zone, you have to know that it's not just you. Other people are also not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that the onus is on us. If you mm. want to be a, a change maker, the onus is on you to take care of everybody's insecurities oh, I love and that. expectations. So um. I always make sure I over deliver, mm. and then you and and don't don't get personal. If people don't believe you, it's natural. Mm. So don't get angry. So one of the things I did, the first thing I did, I know it sounds superficial, but it's important. I bought a whole new wardrobe. Mm. Mm. I don't want to wear anything that is artist looking, inappropriate for the workplace. Yeah, so I just wore like super like. Office clothes. <laughs> you know, it was only later, like that, I, later that I wore the blue stockings. Because <laughs> <laughs> after a while, I got a bit ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. you know, after I was confident and my clients <laughs> loved me, I started to wear my nonsense, mm. <laughs> which got some complaints from <laughs> colleagues. Complaints? From like real colleagues. complaints? Yeah, to my CEO. Huh. Yeah. So, but it's okay. Right. So, yeah. But so, PR can be quite, you know, no, like but creative you have to with your clothing. No, no, no. Hill and Norton is a very a proper conservative. Yeah. It's right. a very conservative company. It's okay. not, they don't really, mm. we don't do events. We always sub out the events. Mm. The lower level. Mm. Right, right. You all do high level yeah. PR. Strategic. Right. Yeah. right. Very corporate. Oh, and then there was another ridiculous story. So, <laughs> I love all day, the ridiculous yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing... So, of course, I was wearing my conservative corporate clothes. And I remember I went into the lift. With purple hair. No, <laughs> normal, boring hair. No, no, listen to this. So, I okay. went, I was going to the lift and suddenly I saw a tonghang. Uh, tonghang? Yeah, a tonghang. I said like, uh, sorry, not a PR tonghang, but an uh, industry. Industry, uh, an media industry. industry tonghang is an actor. We're not name names. Mm. An act, I saw an actor and then we said hi. And then he came and he said, hey, what are you doing? You're doing a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he said, you're role-playing. He said, he's like, hi, si. <laughs> 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 is it OL the si, is because normally I wouldn't dress like that either. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's work, I'm very glam. If not, mm-hmm. then I'm very casual. But I was wearing, you know, like your proper court shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so funny. Then I to like, Give him the elevator pitch. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally oh my elevator god. pitch. Oh, actually, so all of life is Pisces. Yes, exactly. life is like a C. Yeah, right? playing exactly. different roles at different times. Yes. Yeah. So, so one of my favorite clients was Mindef. Mm. So I, so we did that total defense campaign, mm. and then after that, after I left to Lenota, I continued to be a creative director or consultant for for total defense, mm. and. So I remember, so at the beginning, like I said, right, so I have to make sure I'm very proper and I totally try not to let anybody even think 
of this artist thing. And I was still in the beginning stages, even though I was delivering good work, but, you know, I wasn't yet, I didn't feel secure yet. And one day I ran into another industry person. Mm. But it was in the context of a meeting with Mindef. Mm. And so I ran into him and it was so hilarious. Thank God by then those clients were, you know, they were quite quite safe. So mm. this Tong Hang said, Oh my God, I love your corporate costume. <laughs> <laughs> then I roll eyes. I'm like, this is not a costume. You mean he said that in front of the clients? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your corporate costume. costume. Then, but the clients will laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is not I think a they costume. get the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it was quite funny. Right. Mm. Wow. So that transition, crazy, yeah. Okay, so did you ever feel like, like eventually come to a point where you feel like, yeah, this is me now? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be a singer anymore. Oh, ah. no. No. No, I. So when I went into this second career, so I did that for almost six years. So it means both Hill and Norton, I only stayed there last two years, two right? Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I continued the consultancy thing on my own. Um, I love the work, but I think my calling. Is still to be the singing still, on stage. still yeah yeah mm. I think singing is my performance mm. is my is my way yeah with the world like like mm. to communicate with the world yeah so so I, six years yeah I enjoyed that because I like the work and I think it gave me so first of all uh, a lot of confidence in the real world and of mm. course it also gave me um, it. It showed me that I had very good organizational skills. Mm. And then after that, so when I came back, I actually had my own label and I did my own concerts and Mm. albums. So all that became a possibility. Mm. And I was a lot better with people. And I I remember when I, because I actually stopped recording for seven years. Mm. Um, And then when I came back in 2010, Mm. I did a lot that year. And I I met up with a lot of the, the reporters that always knew me. And they all said, so I think, yeah, something. I just kind of opened up. But but now, compared to then, I think I've opened even up more. even more. more. Unfolding. Kichan yeah. 3.0. I'm a late bloomer. Right. Mm. So you know about the being a lifelong entertainer, like going back to singing, which is your yeah. roots, right? And which the best way in which you communicate and express yourself. There's this uh, tool that I share with uh, my, my clients, my coaching clients, which is the, uh, like the Dharma path. Like we all have different vocations mm. that needs to be expressed. You can be a visionary, you can be a nurturer, a teacher, or a researcher. And there's actually a vocation called um, an entertainer. So the, the entertainer is just the medium. The message can be the same. But you can do it either as a researcher, as a teacher, as a visionary. But the role that you always like to play is to entertain. Mm. So you have a message. It can be about love. It can be about synchronicity. It can be about being a rebel. But it is through singing that you share. So it's the singing that's where your message gets sent across the best. But do you know what? Just now when you were talking about the Dharma, I know, I know what is my message. I think I am a nurturer. Yes, mm. so we, we do have sometimes double and triple vocations. And sometimes we switch as well, depending on the dosha cycle as well. So <laughs> dosha cycle is another framework. Sounds like dose. You're hungry, is it? Dose. It's D-O-S-H-A. And this goes back to your earlier point whereby you said that in your career, or when you have a when you have a project, then you go into the do mode. That's actually the pita stage. P-I-T-T-A. Ooh. It's all about fire. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. You just go into that, Peter. Then your life and your general direction, you are in the Vata stage. What is that? Which is, you're very airy. It's all about uh, thinking, ideation, vision. Oh my God. Can I come for one of your coaching sessions? Anytime. Because that sounds so interesting. <laughs> and it is very, it, it clicks. This whole framework actually explains why sometimes we can be in this stage in our career, but in our personal life, it can, we can be in a different stage. And then mm. there's a third stage, which is the kapha. It's the most interesting. It's the K-A-P-H-A. Mm. It is called the sacred pause. Pause. Yes. And that is usually happening when you have too much pita imbalance, it's too much doing, Right? For many, many years of one album after another, you, yeah, when you have pita, too much fire, there's no one stage whereby when you stay forever, it's great. Mm, no. It's a cycle, right? You have to go through the different seasons, mm. right? So when you get a pita imbalance, that's when you start to feel burnt out, drained, tired. Then as coaches, what we do is that we will have to usher you into the next stage, which is kapha, and it's about pausing, mm. right? And really re-evaluating your life. And thinking what is working, what's no longer working, what needs to change, where do I want to go? And then you enter into the new cycle again. Yeah. I think you're going to be very happy with me. Why? Because I think <laughs> I regularly go into the kapha stage. Yes. Mm. Regularly. It's so nourishing. It's the sacred pause. I, I can't mm. help it. Mm -hmm. Which is why I, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was doing Woshika show, right? Mm. Um, you know, they, they do a lot of interviews, like in depth. And then they gave me this nickname called Nong Fu Ge Shou. Oh, why? Because I, you know, as in the course of talking, I realized that I am very season-based. And I was telling them, yes. oh. because, because they, they were always asking me, why you say because like I said, and I and likened it to be, I said, I think this is a natural way of living. Yes. Mm. I, it's winter and I hibernate. It's autumn and I rest. And That's a I rhythm. Said, I, I love said, it. I love it. I yeah. said, I'm not like, I don't think anyone's supposed to work that way. Mm. And, and honestly, I told them, I said, and it's not for lack of interest in what I do. It's mm. because, I, precisely because I have extremely a lot of interest mm. in what I do that I need it to be at its peak. So all the fruits that I produce must taste sweet and juicy. Mm. I love it. But you yeah. must be very attuned to the seasons. You know what I mean? You need to be very like, you need to listen to yourself. So you have yes. to be very attuned to the inner Absolutely, voice. Absolutely, but also you need to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. That means like when it's time to stop, it doesn't matter if everyone tells you to go, you just like, yeah. stop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, it's, so it's that rebellious thing, hearing your inner voice and yes. also being aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. So when I look at your career and your transitions and your life choices, it kind of does follow that dosha cycle as well. There's expressions of that happening. Yep. Like on I a macro level. Yeah, yeah, not scared to go into the next stage. And, mm. not, and not scared to pause. I think this is it's a modern... Um, Epidemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Affliction. Like mm -hmm. people are so scared of stopping. Mm -hmm. And I think that this... COVID... Mm. I mean, of course, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. yep. But I think, if anything, it probably has for the first time, affected a lot of people in a way that forces them to pause. Yeah, to think and reevaluate like Correct. what's not working anymore. Yes, yeah. I think I think a lot of people were very surprised that they when they stopped, right? Like uh, the breakdowns that they had, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all the issues that came When they up. had to spend, spend all the time at home 24-7 with themselves, they don't know what to do with themselves. Correct, but it's the yeah. opportunity of a lifetime, right? It is. Like it is. I see all my friends, right? I think really none of them would have stopped. Mm -hmm. they, because like you said, they don't have the discipline like a lot of us lack the discipline mm -hmm. to actually say like no means no. Like mm. 
Oh, I'm going to quit my job. I'm very easy. I'm very good at saying no. No, 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 <laughs> no. Mm. Are you the kind who is, if it's not a hell yes, it's, not, it's a no? Yeah. Mm. Right. So you know how to say no, you also know how to say yes. yes. Yeah. But so mm. you don't have any... Um, uh, not sure. No, like, you know, this thing whereby people like to people please all the time oh. or afraid to let you people You really don't down. have, uh, since you're young, uh. Yeah, that's why it's the rebellion Amazing. thing. So I do thank God for the rebellion. Mm. It is, it's the rebelliousness, right? I don't care. So you don't care like whether people like you or not? Yeah, I don't. But I do care how people feel. Oh, so okay. it's not that I don't care. I, I, yeah, I don't care whether they like me. I really don't. Because I have enough people who like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mm. don't need a lot. Mm. Mm. So I think the important thing is really, yeah, it's about you really but don't... you care about how people feel. I do. That means I will not be be careless about how they feel. Meaning, you cannot be like dismissive yeah. of people. Mm. Or disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hurt people. I care very mm-hmm. much about that. Right. And mm. in fact, I I wish, like like one of my thing is whenever I see a foreign worker or, mm. or a domestic helper, uh, I really try to, mm. to show them that I respect them because mm. I don't know how much of it they are receiving. Yeah. So I think that that's like my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. you always can see that they're happy. Actually, actually, they're very invisible in society. Yeah, not to you me. know. I love them. People don't, yeah. Like sometimes you're driving, right? And mm. you're like so cool in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hot out there and they're standing there. And I really, so sometimes they, they're like uh, directing traffic. Yeah. Then I will always make sure I wave at them. Just mm-hmm. like you said, it's about acknowledging them, mm. right? Mm. Or like we can go and buy, you know, cold drinks and then just pass it out to them. Mm. Like if we see them, yeah, yeah, yeah. just put in a cooler yeah. box Correct. in the car. Yeah, random really acts nice. of kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah random talk- acts of kindness. How are you enjoying this podcast? I hope you lot. are. I hope you are because you're still with us. You're still listening. Yeah. So mm. if you are, can you please uh, maybe take a screenshot mm-hmm. you know, of your phone's mm-hmm. uh, podcast app and mm. then maybe post it on IG? Yeah, and tag us. Thank you. Uh. Mm. Bye. Bye. Talking about our thing and my thing and your yeah. thing, I want to mm. find out what's your thing. So I I, I do this little um, test that I with my Xiao mouse. Yeah, it's called the superhero exercise, okay. and you can quickly uh, find out a lot of things about you. So <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but if I were to ask you, mm. who's your superhero? Is it Miss Kang? Yes. Oh, you mean my Miss Kang? Yeah. Is it your superhero? If I would ask you, think of someone whom you respect a lot, you but love. How do you know about Miss Kang? <laughs> He has been because I have been doing been research on you, you for three days. Is <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss no, Kang? Ma? No, Miss Kang is not. I wouldn't say superhero. I mean, she is something else to me, right? But mm-hmm. not say superhero. Okay, so superhero meaning someone whom you really revere, you respect, you love a lot, and you think this person is someone that is so magnetic to you. Like you're so drawn to this person. It's Who my is mother. It? Is that? Some- oh, okay. Oh, your mother. Yeah. Okay. But Miss Kang is someone I'm very grateful to. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about your mother then. Mm. Okay. So if your mom is your superhero, okay. can you tell me all the reasons? Like if you can give me all the reasons and be very generous about it. What's it about your mom that makes her your personal superhero? I think she really demonstrated to me that true wisdom is not through edu it's not through like academic education. Mm-hmm. She's not very educated, but she's she's like the wisest person I know. Mm-hmm. Mm. So wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it comes from, she has a very high EQ. Mm. High, high EQ. EQ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it comes from empathy, right? She's right, always right. putting empathy. herself in the, in the shoes of the other, other person. People, yeah. mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about 
people through my mom. And also she is, how shall I put it? She had a very hard life. Like ever since mm. from childhood to marrying into my dad's mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, you know, um, her generation, right? was really that kind of, uh, stuff you see in the Yue Yu Chan Ah, okay. With right. The, with a wicked mother in law. It's okay, my grandmother is gone, so I can mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, so, so she just, it's like a very dramatic life, right? And, mm. and um, but through it all, she was always so positive. Positive. Mm. Yeah. And, is and it resilient? Very, mm. very. And so, resilience is something I, 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 ad- I, admire I consider, in her? admire, mm. and I, Hold in high esteem. It's something mm. that I try to to have. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What else? Wow. What else? Oh, and she's effortlessly elegant and beautiful. Oh. Which I also <laughs> hope that I inherit. Okay. 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 You are okay. there already. Can, are you ready for the explosion? So usually when I do this exercise, I will tell the Xiao Mao's to actually write this what person. Are these Xiao, Mao's? Xiao Mao's are people who listen to us <laughs> and who are in our academy. Oh no, it God. came about because when we were we just started recording, right? Uh, we say, oh, maybe nobody's listening so disrespectful. to the podcast. No. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. Sanchi Xiao Mao like ting woman the podcast. So eventually. So they call call affectionately Xiao Mao. Yes. Yeah, okay. So anyway, back to the exercise. All my clients, I will tell them that, okay. Think of this superhero and write this person's name on a blank piece of paper, mm, mm, big mm. bold letter. So it'll be your mom's name, lah. Mm. Okay. So under that, just write down all the reasons why you are so drawn to this person. After the exercise, I say, so are you ready for a explosion? Okay. So this is the bit where I say you strike off that person's name and you put your own name on top. <laughs> wow. So these are your core values. And the reason why it resonates in you and you're drawn to these qualities is not because of your mom. It's because you see these qualities that are so important in you. In other people. So it can be Miss Kang, it can be your mom, it can be even like a superhero in a comic book. It doesn't matter mm. if it's a real person or not. But it means that deep right. down inside, it vibrates. And you want to be that. Yes, and you express. And most of the time, when people are unhappy in life, it's because these core values have not been expressed. Oh. For some reason, these are important, but the life choices don't lead them I there. See. So they don't feel happy. But if you look at this, can EQ, you read them again? empathy. Yeah. Wisdom, resilience, positive, effortlessly elegant. Wow. And beautiful. Wow. <laughs> That's why you feel comfortable in your own skin, right? Yeah. And when you're lost, I always tell my clients, they say, I don't know what direction I should go to. And I say, look at your core value list. Look at this list and just ask yourself, if I want to express and welcome more of these in my life, what decision do I have to make? That's it. Because through all the noise. You are so so you're very aligned. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. don't know about the effortlessly. I love the fact that she la. actually said, yes, oh, I hope, I, I wish I channeled it, I expressed <laughs> it, I hope I like that, you know? You are already inspired by these core values. Mm. That is so cool. Cool? I will sleep so well tonight. <laughs> and, and, and this is a very quick test about what's so important to you and your core values. And I think I wanted to bring this out because it really gets to know what Kit Chan is all about. Yeah. Right? No, Who you know, are you? Yeah. I think you you did this exercise with a lot of different people, right? Yes. And then I think one one of the Xiao Maos who listened to our podcast, she said, none of it is... Oh dear. Like she doesn't relate to that person after she put her name on it. Yeah. So then that really means that yeah, she needs to do some work. Align yes, yes. Do a and, lot of work. And then that's when they go like, oh, now I know why I'm not feeling like myself. Ah. Correct. That's because why I'm unhappy. Correct. You are, you're so right. You're so right. Okay. So now if I think about some of my friends who are 
who are always unhappy no matter what they do. I think sometimes... Yeah, you can, you can do this exercise with everybody. It just takes three minutes. Mm. And then you will also realise that the people that you gravitate towards, whether it's your personal relationships or friends or the work environment that you, you're mm. in, you naturally thrive when these values are expressed. Mm. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Because now I'm like thinking... Thinking, right? And you go like, yeah, yeah. oh, no wonder I felt so yeah. like at home, yeah. right? Mm. I love this exercise. Thanks for <laughs> just doing this with us. I it's, love you. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, you love him. Oh, and you. He's oh. <laughs> really great. He's so funny. So I'm good. So oh my god, such a good and centering yes. exercise. So you are in a really good place in your life right now, lah. Would you yeah, say that? I, yes, I think mm. so. I think so. But I'm sure. You know, I had I have another friend who is mm. also a life coach, mm. and I had lunch with him recently. And I, before we parted, he said, "Kid, let me ask you a question." Mm. He said, "Do you think the best part of your life is behind you or ahead of you?" I said, "Without, without a pause, is definitely ahead of me." Yeah. Oh my god. So, right. so I love what it. is ahead? I well, I don't know, <laughs> right? Because remember what I said, I Correct. only know the direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is a beautiful um, transition because mm. we talked about second career. Yes. Mm. And I always tell myself, okay, so I love singing. I, I, so my thing about singing is that I would sing for as long as I can do it physically and as long mm. as people want to listen to me. Mm. So I could be singing until so it's a lifelong 70. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to listen and I can do it well. Mm. So that is a, a given. Like, mm. okay? mm. So don't say it's irrelevant. Mm. But I am thinking, if I, God willing, if, uh, if he gives me the, the strength, I, I see myself as having another 15 years of productivity mm-hmm. when I can really do a lot. And I do think I would like to have a third career. Mm. <gasps> okay, tell us. And no so idea. do you have a vague idea? I, How does it feel like? Okay, so... Uh, oh my God, so, so exciting. Dan, you're really great because <laughs> he, he often uses the right words. Mm. Um, That's why he's the number one life coach in Singapore. Within the circle. Oh. He's so really good. Yeah. It's true, it's what it feels like. And yes. even I wish y'all can see his actions. He's doing this. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> oh, what is this? Like? <laughs> <laughs> he's moving Feel. his hands in a certain yeah. way. And it, <laughs> <laughs> in a Ling Shen Ku way. Yeah, Ling Shen Ku. Because it, it is like that. You... So I don't know yet what it is, but in the last year, I think it um, it sounds like a lot of people are, are experiencing this. It's got to do with um, agriculture. Mm. Bingo. <laughs> you know why? You want to do why? farming, huh? agriculture. Yes. It's because of the nurturer in you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's your God. second vocation. Nurturers are great with ground, like earth and tactile, like hands. Need to do the oh hands. Doing God. that thing with his hands again. Yes, natural. Oh so sexy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Should That's I leave the, the two of you alone? That's the Dharma path. <laughs> the entertainer meets the nurturer. Oh my God, it's amazing, eh? Mm. Oh my God, this book Okay, so tell mm. us. Okay, so agriculture. Okay. And and I know that right now there's a big. Um, I mean, our whole. Our government is really supportive of high-tech farming, but that's not what I'm interested in. I'm really interested in natural farming, mm. in particular permaculture. Mm. What is permaculture? Okay, permaculture. I'm still studying it. Mm. Like when I, I don't mean in school, uh. I mean like but it is so okay. So for most people, right, this whole um, affinity with farming often starts as a hobby, mm-hmm. and then they move into. For me, it's the other way around. I got interested in the concept of permaculture and mm. then I started to, to do it practically mm. because the concept of permaculture is um, it's really about 
about everything. It's an ecosystem. Mm. And actually, a lot of modern farming, you try to manipulate nature. Mm. But permaculture is about mimicking nature. Oh, Just to mm. go with it. And if you're able to just observe, so there's a lot of time taken to observe nature, to mimic it, and eventually you can be a very lazy farmer. Mm. It's like oh. 事半功倍. That's my, uh, the motto of my life. Oh. So when people ask me, what do, you, what do you want to do? I say, oh, I just want to do as little as possible and gain as much as possible. <laughs> you say you do half the effort. Just explain to those people who don't understand what 事半功倍 <laughs> yeah, yeah. means. You do half the effort, but you double Twice the output. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, correct. But mm. this is not about speculation because mm-hmm. I hate speculation. Mm. It is still about mm. doing the work. But... Uh, but being smart about it. But what is it that excites you about this? Permaculture. Yes. So I feel that as with so many things in life, um, things always go wrong when you try to control too much. Mm. Um, ah. Whether it's relationships, whether it's it's everything. So like whether it's your career, your personal relationships, even your own body. Your body actually knows what it wants if you just mm. listen to it. Mm. Rather than like forcing it. Like for example like people going to work out, pumping mm-hmm, iron. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not what your body needs. Mm-hmm. And so it's about that. So, so I would say that if people ask me, so why farming? I, uh, like, like what am I trying to do with farming? I think I want to form a more natural relationship with nature and food. That is my mm. aim. Um, so whether or not I'm not trying to be a commercial farmer like, and sell to NTUC <laughs> or something. Right. But if it happens, it happens, right? It's not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> so what, like no. have your own little farm? Yeah, because, is it? because p- p- permaculture, I don't think you will ever hit that kind of scale. scale. Mm. It's a small scale To commercialize thing. it is not it's impossible. Not possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. So right, right. I am not against high-tech farming, mm-hmm. especially in a small country like ours. We need it. It's mm. just not my area of interest. Mm. And I do think that everyone, I think it's good for you to just get your hands dirty mm. and do something. And I, it's just forming a, a new relationship. Yeah, so I don't know yet, Rep, what mm. what that translates into physically. Yeah. But I'm just moving in that direction. So I'm doing things like, because I live in an apartment, mm. I can't farm much except in pots. But I want to touch soil. So I actually volunteer at a farm, as a farm worker. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do then? Wow! <laughs> 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 this blows my mind. Eh. So what do you do there? So I, I've just started recently. So whatever they ask me to do, like trans, transplanting seedlings uh-huh. into the soil, harvesting. And while you're is doing that why it, you've been so busy? Uh, yeah. Is that why you've been <laughs> so busy? That too. Right. That too. But also, I've been think, taking care of my parents or really uh. getting old and a lot of things. And, and also, I don't know whether this blows your mind because everyone thinks I have a helper at home, I don't. So I also oh. have to do my own housework. Oh. But I love that. I actually think it's extremely romantic. When I say oh. romantic, I don't mean love. <laughs> I just mean like a romantic way to live. Yes. To do everything yourself. Oh. You're very le在其中, eh? I think you're very present. Leh. And the one, yeah. uh, one thing about the nurturers is that why they're so tactile is because it really anchors them. Mm. And then when they're planting <laughs> the seeds or moving soil, <laughs> it's just, you just feel the now. And I think I love this thing because I, I'm just fixated, obsessed with the whatever we do is about the feeling that we want to get to, right? It's yes. not the goal in and of itself. It's yes. what behind that at that goal, yes. right? Yeah. So like I love that you're saying that this it doesn't have to be commercialized. Like that's this third move, it doesn't have to be commercialized or whatever. It's just the doing, the being, the embodying, and a way of life. Yeah, and yeah. maybe like you don't know where that might lead you. Just like yes. you know, when I went to the Institute of Southeast yes. Asian Studies, just go close to the source. <laughs> it's so yeah. random, by the way. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you must it's go close to the course, uh, the, the source. source, and then yeah. you don't yeah. know what. Yes. Then you let it unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so inspired. I am. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, we believe in this as well, but to hear you say all Actually, it's things. like she's practicing it already. Correct. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> How? Yeah, so <laughs> wish me well. I wish you very, very well. We'll Keep us posted. Get there. Yeah. I wish you all like you should thrive. Yeah, I can't wait to see way. what unfolds in your meanderings. Yeah. You know? And you know what I love about this conversation and also like how you are um, sharing with us all this like interesting blow our mind thing that you're doing that is so counter to people's understanding of what celebrity does. Yeah. Is that you show people and you open their hearts and their minds about what is possible. Mm. Mm. You know, you, you allow people to have another perspective instead of like, you know, Singapore is all very template yeah. very cookie cutter. Yeah. But your rebellious streak, again, it's about not conforming. It's about breaking yep. the, whether it's a golden cage or a box or whatever, it's about going where lights you up. What lights you up, mm. you know? And you just get close to that source. Yes. And eventually, you'll get closer and closer to your purpose. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It is about... Daring to dream, really, isn't it? Yes. Mm. So whenever you dream, don't limit yourself. Like, you know, like, it It seems like it's crazy if one day I could own my own farm. I don't know, but why not? Just mm-hmm. dream is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, dreaming is free. All right. Yeah, so don't be so stingy. Eh? Yes. Aww. Do you, do you um, believe in, like, what do you call that? Uh, God. Yes, of course I do. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like spirituality, yeah. um, like how how does spirituality play a part in, mm. you know, the way you approach your life? Spirituality. I think it is, well, God, I think it's embedded into everything. Mm. So first of all, like if I'm to, if, you know, we talked to, at one point we briefly touched on consequences. Mm. I think it's important to live life knowing there are consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes when you see some people live like, what maybe you're just observing it, like what, like they, they do live like there's no consequences, whether it's the way they treat people yeah. mm. or how they treat themselves. So I don't know if they're spiritually dead, but I think mm. if you are spiritually alive, then you know that other than, than the table and the car and the house and our bodies, that mm. there is a higher life, mm-hmm. then you would approach things very differently and you wouldn't mm. mind so much what you're getting now here, mm, right. I feel. Right. Mm. That means you must have the, the long, you know, you, yeah, you have to see further than just here. And I think, so again, uh, people can be very hard on themselves or other people if they think that I better grab all I can because it's mm-hmm. all I'm going to get. Correct. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I think the like people when you who, live, mm, sorry, sorry. So the people who hoard and want things and they are very uh, obsessed with the 3D world mm. is because they think that there's nothing outside of this 3D yes, world. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. So very precious. It's like the law of the rings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cannot you know that ring. Yeah, yeah, my precious. Yeah, mm-hmm. but actually they don't know that this more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great perspective, I think. Like knowing that we always we always talk about this one, like we're not we're not human. It was that. What is it that we always we're say? Not, we're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spirits having a human Correct. experience. Spi- that is so brilliant. The spiritual yeah. beings, beings yeah. Having, having a, a human, human experience. experience. Then I, I think that people would see that you're totally different if you think this way. Mm. No, and I think when you think this way also, like normal things become more magical. Yes. Right? Mm. You when see you see a, magic a tree, mm-hmm. you see the magic. Yes. yes. When you see yeah. the clouds, you mm. see the magic also. Yeah. It's not just a... Mm. 
it's not just like, you know, water droplets. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You see the extraordinary and ordinary yeah. moments and that's when your life really comes a, a Correct. Yeah, yeah. It comes on, it gets turned on, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I, I have a friend who we talked about during this period of the COVID thing. Mm. Um, so he he got retrenched mm. and okay. then so he's at home a lot. And then he told me that the it's so hard. Like he said the days are hard. He said mm. and then he asked me, What do you do every day? Like when you wake up. <laughs> then I said, um, I said, I don't know. Like I say, I've a I said I live very slowly. Mm. And then I say, hey, don't you get bored? I say, no, I don't think I ever get bored. Mm. Hmm. So then he said, like, so what? Then he told me, I say, well, I wake up, then I take some time making my breakfast. Mm. And I said, whatever. Then like, I'm watering my plants. I'm looking at the weather <laughs> and it's all great. Then he said, what? <laughs> Sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all great. I love that. Yeah. You don't worry much about the future. Is it like you sit no, there I, and like? Oh, uh, I'm sure how? I do. I think about the future. I don't mm. think I worry too much, but mm. I do think about it all the mm-hmm. time. Like, you know, I think that my mind is very turned on most of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but thinking is very different from worrying. worrying yes, it's different. Yeah. Worrying is a very negative. Yeah, no. Energy. Then I think I don't worry because so thinking is about future focus and possibilities, right? It's yeah. driven by excitement and love yeah. and possibilities. Yes. But worrying is about the scarcity and the lack. Yeah. It's a different kind of thinking. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So what kinds of fears do you have? Lizards. Oh, okay. Mm. Lizards. Not cockroaches. Cockroaches also, oh, but cockroaches lizards. Also. Is, I don't see so many cockroaches, thank ah. God. Mm. I'm very scared of lizards. How are you like? like it, it's it's, it's the, the speed at which it moves. Mm. So other than all these like creepy crawlies, like, like more um, esoteric kind of things that you are okay. fearful about. I think, I really think that I had, um, because, you know, I am, a, I am, halfway through life. Mm-hmm. So I think that I've worked away a lot of those fears. Mm. So I had them. Um, so one of them would be the fear of, so like at 30, the fear of like not being able to navigate the world. So I got that mm. um, conquered. Yes. And then I think, okay, even the fear of creepy crawlies, I have a feeling that I will get over it at one point. Yeah, I'm practicing that as well. Oh, really? Uh? Yes, I'm practicing <laughs> around cockroaches okay. and lizards. Yes. No, no, what I feel, I don't know about cockroaches and lizards, but so for example, <laughs> for example, worms, right? Mm. So the fact that I, when I work with the soil, mm-hmm. then I saw the caterpillars and the millipedes and in the past, if I saw you a scream. millipede, I would scream and go very far. Mm. But now, I mean, I haven't gotten to the point where I can grab them in my mm. hands, mm. but if they're very near me, I can just you work, work around without, them without like looking, I'm just like doing no visceral response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so I think that you can you all these meditative practices, you know, yeah, even you when can. you're just moving soil, <laughs> right? No, because yeah. maybe you see them as like living natural. thing or so. Like no, it's because it's. I realize it's because they are in their natural habitat, and mm-hmm. I can accept it. But if they're in my house, it's ah, not crawling around, mm-hmm. mm. or like on at a bus stop or like whatever, it's not natural. Mm. So. Right. Yeah, I right. think. Um, other fears, uh, I'm sure. Oh, there is this fear of immobility when I grow old. Mm. So I'm not afraid of growing old, mm-hmm. but I am afraid of being dependent on others and okay. being immobile, which is why, okay, I was one of those people, right, that hates exercise. I did not exercise regularly until I turned 40, which is really terrible, but Better late than never. Mm. Also, was it Qigong that you started doing? Uh, no, Qigong is only recently. So ah. when I turned 40, I just said I better exercise. So mm. I used to I used to go to the gym with a friend. Mm. Okay. 
But then later on, I also don't want to do gym. So then I did Pilates and mm. I still do Pilates mm. and like walking and swimming. And then Qigong is recently. Mm. So mm. I I do it because I don't want to become immobile. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Remember we did the shoot about osteoporosis, yes, right? Yes, yes. It's actually a very real mm. problem. Yeah, mm. yeah especially yeah, for start. women. Yeah. So it's just so that drives me. Okay, mm. like being slim and what does not drive <laughs> me. For years, it couldn't move me. <laughs> but tell me being immobile, I'm scared. Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's tied to freedom. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, autonomy, freedom. Fear of the loss of freedom. And being dependent on someone else. Yeah. yeah. And then that means that that person is not free from you as well, whoever is taking care of you. Yeah. Right? So I, I try. But you know, sometimes it really depends on God's grace too. You can do everything and... And sometimes mm. maybe there's a lesson in that too. Mm. One day we are all going to be dependent on someone. Maybe there's a lesson in that too. Exactly. Learning humility. how to exactly. depend on someone yeah. and get help, right? Correct. That's so this is one of those things that you try your best and it might not turn out yeah. exactly. the way you want it yeah. to. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And then you have no choice but to face it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, what, what is your proudest achievement so far? I think I think it's it's the the fact that I have some really long and good relationships, mm. whether it's friends or colleagues, yeah, yeah, I think I think those are really my achievements because I really think when I'm on my deathbed, it's these things, right? Who's gonna care about what medals mm-hmm. and awards you and your won? discography? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, exactly. So I mm. think it's who's gonna come and visit you and you can't move. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, and how during your Years when you're alive and able, yeah. how did you make people feel? Yes. Right? Yeah, actually, you know what? Like for the longest time, I mean, there are still times when I think that what I do is so frivolous. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm just an entertainer. But then every time you hear about how, and, and, and I have come to experience it. And also I remember I'm also a consumer of music myself. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes, no, it's not just an entertainer. Music is life. Like there's a song and it there just... Is Heals you. I want to tell you that uh, the Shangxin album, no, not Shangxin album, it's the um, uh, Kan Yue Liang. Mm. Kan Yue Liang was actually like a, like a single, but it right. was only, only in Singapore. It was attached to which album? Oh God, I don't remember. You Ni Ai Guo. You Ni Moi Guo is a Cantonese album. And there's a Mi Xin is the Cantonese yes, album. Yes, you yes. know why I love that album? Because, right, okay, this, this, Talking about how music uplifts us. Yeah. Um, your music really demarcated a lot of my milestones. Mm. Um, and that uh, Yao Ling Ngoi Ngo, that album, right? I was doing a 40-day, that time was backpack. Huh? Not, no luxurious hotel, huh? It was really backpack and sleep at station kind with a Nutella jar Ooh. and one loaf of bread, that kind, and wow. freeze in the uh, station kind. 40 days, I travelled 21 cities with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, it was still in the era of CDs. No MP3. Mm. So it's a CD player, right? I only brought two CDs with me. One was uh, uh, a single by Akina Nakamori, my favourite singer. And then the other album was yours. Oh, I'm so honoured. <laughs> and for 40 days, right? Those were the two things I keep spinning. On repeat. Disc man. Disc man. It's a team thing. <laughs> so and, amazing. Yeah. And when I took the train, like from Budapest all the way to Athens, like 20 over hours, you know, yeah. I would listen to uh, Kan Yue Liang over and over again. And... That time, I also started my long-distance relationship with my other half. Mm. And that, cry, that, song, <laughs> that song really encapsulated everything for me because it was about... 
it was a very hopeful, optimistic song about you know you can be apart, mm. but you are looking at the same thing. Yeah. But it's also about how love actually transcends just you know being in the same space yes. or whatever. Yes. And it was hopeful, and it was difficult for me to be away from someone I really love, mm. you know, and this long distance thing. But it gave me so much hope, <sighs> and it was. You gave me a lot of strength. That song. Oh, that song. Can you imagine? I thrive on. Yeah. So it's not just a song. Like it's a whole memory. It's a whole page. It's a whole chapter in my life. Yeah. You know, that album. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for making such amazing thank music. Thank you too. Thank, thank you. you for affirming my work. Yeah. And yeah. I know that it's not just frivolous. So. Yeah. It's like the entertainer in you yeah. spread that message of love, mm. you know, and I get That's so touched. So <laughs> thank you. When was that? You said 20 years ago. That was when I was 30. Uh, I was a new team in University One, then I'm yeah. uni- University Two. Yeah, so that's 20, when I traveled. Right. I was twenty two wow almost twenty four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. And twenty four years later. Yeah, I would never imagine Kitchen that I would be house. talking. <laughs> yes, like oh what the God. heck? Like that's why you see I got to pinch oh my myself. Twenty seven minutes. So yeah. So so yeah, so to Add on to that question. Mm. So I think that I consider these things as relationships too. Because yeah. how through the song you have a relationship with someone yes. you don't know. At that time, I didn't know you. you did, yeah. 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 And I'm only able to tell you now. Yeah. Yeah. So That's never stop I, singing. I think it's a, it's a privilege, you know, like that we get to, like you get to make music, mm-hmm. you know, like artists get to make art. Mm-hmm. Because really, like, all these things go out, change people's lives, save yeah. some people also, That's you know. True. Sometimes, I don't know, like, it's a dark night of the soul, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you are saved by a song. And we all have that. I have that too, and I have songs I listen to. Mm. Yeah. Is there any particular song. story that you can share about that? Oh, God, there's so many songs. <sighs> I mean, there are also the... Frivolous songs, but it, but then they, <laughs> but they are fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was a big Madonna fan. Oh, me too. Oh, oh my god, Ooh. huge Madonna fan. Yeah, so it's like okay, I don't really have any such stories about Madonna, but then, but then she filled my my teenage years, yes. right? Yes. Mm. So it's a it's a different kind of story, right? It's like. It's fun, you oh, know, I, and then... Yeah. I think y'all have a lot of overlapping things. Because we're the same era. The. Ah, probably. Yeah, same era. But it's not just same era. La. I mean, I also meet same era people whom I have nothing in common. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we yeah. vibe, we vibe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you about, like, you talking about the worms in a natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> so now I want to talk about your natural habitat, your home. Mm. What feels like your most natural habitat to you? I think... Wow. Okay. That's the physical, yeah. natural habitat, and that's also the a mental space, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think if it's physical, of course, my own home mm-hmm. and the stage mm. and mm. backstage, the stage and backstage, backstage. Right. Yeah, that that feels like a natural physical habitat for me. Mm. But mentally, actually, anywhere, anywhere that I like when I travel, mm. every place I go to, mm. I I feel like it's home, like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know we did an episode called This is Home Shirley S-H-I-R-L-E-Y Yeah And the whole concept behind the episode was how home actually is not a physical space yes. Home is in yeah. you Yes Home yes. can be anywhere Yeah mm. Yeah And that is the 最高境界 that we all want to reach yeah. Yeah. Because if you are at home. home everywhere mm-hmm. Yes, if you're at you're, home you're with safe. yourself yeah. yes. Then you're at home anywhere yeah. I love it <laughs> I think we're good yeah. 
We're good. good for a second meal. Yes, good to wrap up. Yeah, right? I think so. Hey, I'm really very inspired. Like I, like, I really admire you. Yes. You know, like... like you better say, when you're done, you wrap up, you better say say your, yeah, how you no, feel. No, I admire how sure you are Yeah. in your own skin. Um, You know, you because you said, oh, you reached this stage of your life, but you know, like I have met or heard of people who are much older mm. who are still searching, still not comfortable in their own skin. Mm. You know, it's not about the age. Mm. Yeah, so I think like, yeah, like, like this is how, you know, like growing should be. Like you slowly grow into your own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very comfortable in this world and in yourself. Mm-hmm. Such that you can be like, even like overseas, anywhere in the world, and you still feel very at home. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I think what, what really inspires me about Kate is that you make choices. Like intentional decisions for yourself. Mm. And that possibility really, it's almost like I think people need that permission slip. Sometimes you need to get that permission slip from someone else, but actually ultimately, permission slip. But when you see other people doing it, yeah. and it's almost like you live through them, their life choices, and you go, oh, look at her, right? Being so fearless, you know? So free. Yeah, so know? free. And you want that for yourself, and you go like, yeah, you know? So thank you for showing us what's possible. Thank you too. You have Thank a song, right? Yes. Do you want to talk about your song? Have we decided which song? <clears throat> uh, the Perfect Distance song. Three One Made the Lee, right? Mm. Okay. Can we so. play two songs? Oh, also can. <laughs> because I think we should play A Time For Everything. Yeah, also. Oh, okay. So. Great. Because that, that really sums up you what can, we were talking about. <gasps> maybe, oh, you can do what, what, what? A, maybe you can do a slightly different thing. You could start off with A Time For Everything and then we... Guess we, what? I- initially, the... The topic for this yeah. episode is Life's Minderings with Kichan. I think we're just going to title it A Time, a time for, for Everything. It's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. Right? What we have talked about. Yeah. So you could start because with that and then end with 21 Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we start off. Oh! Well, episode. There's a time for everything under the sky. How's my singing? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that song. Yeah, okay. And then Kate, the, the other song. Um so I made the Yes, tell us, yeah. tell yeah. us about the song. Yeah, that's one of my uh, oh god, that that can go off into something else. Mm. That's uh one of my, my recent singles. Mm. And it was obviously uh produced and written during the COVID period. Um so I remember talking to my good friend Pan Xie Ching who wrote the lyrics and you know, we really wanted to talk about about some of the feelings and thoughts I have during this time. Uh, and also a very, very dear friend of mine oh, passed away mm. last year. Mm. So we, and then he knows her as well. Mm. So I told him, could you also write something about her in there? Yeah, so she's being commemorated in there as mm. well. So I think it means, uh, it has a lot of different meanings for me. But but really, okay, so what the song really examines is, what is What is the perfect distance? And you talked about it just now, mm-hmm. about your long distance mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Is it always, uh, is the physical distance and the emotional distance mm. directly proportional or inversely proportional? Mm. Sometimes wow. as somebody who's right next to you for decades, mm-hmm. and you don't give a you shit. You don't feel connected. Like, but you cannot, yeah. Mm. And then there are people who are really far away and just super, have this deep connection, right? Yeah, mm. so... I think so. What is the perfect distance? So maybe you have to wow. redefine that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. That's a question, a deep question mm. to ponder upon. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Kit. Thank you, Thank you guys. for Thank sharing. You. We love you. Thank you for your Thank elegance. you for coming on our show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for asking all the the right questions that Aww. also get me thinking. Yeah. yeah. So we look forward to your own podcast, right? Yeah, I'm hoping to do it. <laughs> I don't you know do? how long. It'll be different from what you guys are doing. I think it'll be a lot more monologuish mm-hmm. and introspective. But mm. I don't know. Maybe there'll also be other stuff. I have no idea. About Ideation it. stage. You just think and yes, percolate. Exactly. Yes, Vata. Just try. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. Yeah. So um, that's it. So <laughs> as much as we don't want to, we have to end the episode yes. right now. Yeah, we're going to eat more quays now. Yes. Yeah, and okay. cakes. Yes. Yes. All right. Oh, we, we're going to eat the uh, Sanity's cakes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Sanity rock coffee to us. Oh, thank yeah. you, Sanity. Today. Thanks, Thank Dia. you, Dia. Thank thank you. Dia. All right, Salmos. Hope you enjoyed this very special episode. Yeah. Take care and we'll Bye. see you in two weeks' time. Bye. 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 一颗聚散春游心决定却叫得如此平静
种孤单叫做云淡风轻，离合聚散，春有新决定。不懂得放手的爱不会清醒，绕多远？真的把手放了，请你别回头。好了。What do you mean by 好了？好了 means 完了 ，finish 了 ，very happy 了。So if you want more from Lito, you have to come and join the Lito Academy. Yes, we do a whole lot of self development, self growth, self evolution work. To join our waitlist, go to Lito dot Academy and sign up and wait for our email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you inside. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.